Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, let's take some email questions, Eric, as we usually do around the area. Let's see what we've got for you. we got uh, Grace in Fort Dodge. And she says, Eric, my three kids, all in their 40s, want me to join them in buying a vacation house that we could all share. Is that a bad idea since real estate prices are so really high right now? Uh, well, Grace, they are high. I'd be more concerned about the, the setup of the agreement <laughs> because if you're all going in, <laughs> start with three fighting. kids, yeah. each one of you are a quarter, then uh, who gets your quarter when uh, you pass away? Uh, oh, good when, point. Because, yeah. You know, so as far as uh, real estate prices being high, I mean, thing is, what are you going to wait for? Wait for them to come back down. And when they come down, typically it means that something bad is going on in the economy. Like real estate prices really cheap in 2008, but how obliged were you to maybe jump in and buy a piece of real estate, right? Right, if, you're, if your portfolio was down or whatever else. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So when things are at their cheapest is when most people are, are hoarding cash and running for the hills and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, you locking know? up the, par- the pocketbook, yeah. Right, and yeah. the reason why very wealthy individual or very wealthy investors like Warren Buffett just make tremendous returns during those times is because they – understand that it's temporary but they also have the resources to be able to do that you know back in the last uh, fiscal or you know crisis that we had in 2008 warren buffett loaned uh, goldman sachs money at a 10 percent interest rate it's wild so i mean he was making money hand over fist because he had it and you know how much you really need to live on you don't need billions and billions of dollars so you can put that capital to work so um, yeah, I wouldn't worry about the real estate prices being so high. I'd really bet more about the agreement that you're going to create um, with the kids and buying um, that vacation home. And the thing about buying a vacation home, though, is that you're taking on all of the complications about owning another piece of real estate, right? Property taxes and upkeep and all this property management, all that kind of stuff. Because with four of you kind of using the place, um, chances are there's going to be some time where no one's there, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to worry about vandalism and theft and all this kind of stuff. And with the advent of the internet, right, with things like Airbnb and VRBO, you can get really great places and just use, pull your money together and spend all that time together. I think that might be a better way. And then you walk away and you're done. And there's companies out there, there's investors out there which go and buy these very nice properties and specifically use them just for renting out. I mean, they don't tend to live there. They buy it because it's a great place. They can make a nice margin on that money for people renting those places. And so, and then you have, you can, go different places as opposed to going back to the same place all the time. But if it's close by that everyone can use, but I think uh, what I see is if there's going to be four of you trying to use it, there's going to be some overlap and there's going to maybe some be some ruffled feathers sometimes or something like that. Just make sure you all get along, make sure that there's some kind of an agreement, whether penciled out or you want to get an attorney involved, draw it out that way. But 
Um, I definitely like the, the bringing up that point of what happens when, when mom passes, right? And right. Mom and dad pass, whatever the situation is there. Because uh, there's three kids, so what do you do with the fourth component, and how do you divide that equally? And so, yeah, just you don't want to, you know, you just want to make sure you're addressing that so that there's no fighting amongst the family once that happens as well. Right. And that's a good right. point. So hopefully, Grace, that helps you out a little bit. And I mean, I guess you guys, if you decide to do it, you could always Airbnb it as well. You could always, you know, rent it out, for, you know, make some money off of it as well. So True. A lot of different ways to think maybe about things. One way to look at it too. I'm, I'm kind of spitballing here, but you know, maybe you instead of being part owner, maybe the kids three own, but you to help with them to get the down payment, you gift them money now. Oh, there you go. You know, so that they can hold together to get that down payment, and then of course, mom's got to you know, you get a little plaque in the window or something. I can use it whenever you want. There you go. Um, you can, yeah. What is it? Fifteen thousand. You can do in gifting. Yep, fifteen thousand dollars per person. So if they're married, each one you can give them you know thirty thousand dollars to that unit. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at that. Okay, good advice. So, Grace, hopefully that helps. If you've got some more questions, reach out to Eric at 515-226-1500. Let's see what Cal's got for you. And he's over in the Stewart area. He says, I have a pension fund, Eric, from a previous job in a different state that's just been sitting there for years. I have the option to take the lump sum and invest the money myself. Should I do that or leave it where it's at and get a monthly pension when I retire? Well, Cal, is every financial question can be answered with a single word, and that word is depends. <laughs> right. So it, it really just depends. It depends on which, which one of those is more important to you. Uh, what people love about pensions is it's a check that comes every month, uh, like clockwork, and it's guaranteed for the rest of my day. So as long as I live, I got that check coming, and it's very comforting to know that. On the other side, though, I could take the lump sum, I could try and invest it on my own, try to grow it, and then take out an amount of money that's more appropriate for my lifestyle. So it really just depends on what, how much you need and how, uh, you know, how you're going to be with the vicissitudes of investing that money. Because you invest that money, guess what? Some years it's going to be fantastic like it is right now, currently. And some years it's not going to be as attractive because it's going to be going down. So you just have to understand that. Um, and really what your retirement plan looks like, how much income that you need tax efficiency of the money that you're getting, all those types of things. So, you know, we're kind of at about an even split almost with people that, that have access to the pension that take in the lump sum and some people that want uh, that want it as a pension. Hmm. Okay. And um, so one client in particular, you know, his pension with the two social securities they were going to receive, both him and his wife, and he still likes to work a little part-time, was going to be way more money than they actually needed. And so we actually found that his pension actually did have a Lump, or not was a lump sum, but it was a rollout provision over a five-year term. And so I pointed it out to him and said, look, you could roll this out because you don't need this whole pension all the time. And what that does, it puts you in a position of tax control because if you roll the pension out, you roll it to an IRA. Then you can pull out what you need, okay? And if you don't need as much, don't pull out as much. You pay less tax. And then at 72, of course, you're going to be forced to pull some out. So that was a great strategy for their plan. You know, if you have a high level of income that you need and you need that pension to be that kind of that rock of that, then probably would take it as a pension. And if you take it as a pension, I would try and put in some kind of, you know, they have an option like guaranteed for at least a certain amount of years just because you don't want to, hey, I take it as a pension, I go out to get that first check and I get run over by the, uh, <laughs> well, I guess the <laughs> the uh, post office guy couldn't run you if you already delivered your check unless he circled back around and hit you just out of spite or something. But, you know, something bad happened after you got that first check, right? And then the rest of the money goes into the system. So maybe uh, take a life option with something that protects an amount to your heirs somewhat, you know, whether it's if it doesn't say whether you're married or not, you know, definitely want to protect your spouse. I always recommend that. Right. Um, just so in case that that unforeseen thing happens at the beginning, that that money that you've earned comes back to your family some way or another. 
Okay. Well, there you go, Cal. So thank you so much for that question. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. As always, if you've got some more questions, and you probably do, and you you know, a lot of times we talk about just things and generalities, folks, on the show. So that's often the case. We're trying to provide useful nuggets of information. So reach out to Eric if you've got some questions you want to follow up with more specific details, dive a little deeper. 515-226-1500. And of course, that's what the Retirement Readiness Review is all about, is a deep dive into your retirement scenario. 515 226 1500. I don't know why, Eric, but this is pretty random. But since you just mentioned the postman on that, uh, did you know it's a federal crime to accept money in exchange for letting a non postman use your car to drive around and deliver letters to people? Totally well, random. <laughs> so, well, I do know that it's a federal offense if you assault a post worker in uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's our yeah. PSA for this week. That's a very random know. one. That well, who's random. gonna who's gonna want to borrow your car to go and deliver letters if they're not? I, a post I don't know. So, but we, we have these on the books, so it's very strange. Like that's exactly why why do we make these laws, right? It's it's yeah. a law to not loan your vehicle to a non postman who's delivering letters. It's a non post. I don't know. It's all part of the wackiness of our I government. I think there's one. I don't know if it's Texas, or Oklahoma, or something like that. But it's like uh, it's a big crime if they're if you're caught with uh, wire cutters on, oh. on your person. Oh, on your person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could. I, you know, that makes more sense to me than loaning your car to a non-postal person. I don't know. Our government's very strange sometimes. All right, let's do one more email question. We'll wrap it up this week from Angelina. And where's she at? She's in Des Moines, and she, it's a beautiful name, by the way. She says, uh, "Eric, for years I've had half of my money with one broker, uh oh, and half with somebody else. They're both very nice guys." And I thought it would be good advice to get people, uh, advi- good idea, excuse me, to get advice from two different people. Now I'm just confused. Am I better off to have it just in one place? Yes. And a short answer, um, yes. Because what you want is you want a plan. You want that person to kind of know where all the assets are and make recommendations on all of it, as opposed to because those two people, you know, they might be nice, but they have different investing philosophies. Uh, depending on the firms that they're with, they may have different um, products that they have access to, products and services they have access to. They may not be able to offer a tax um, part of it. So it's better to have it with one person that's more holistic planner that covers all of it. But if you still want to have maybe your money in, maybe you want to invest on your own. Maybe you want to, hey, I'm going to keep a little account over here and I'm going to buy some stuff as I see it and you know, on the news and that kind of stuff. That's fine. We have a lot of clients that do that as well. But having it in two different places, because inevitably it boils down to a we're better than them type of conversation, because the, the one person's going to want the other assets, the other person wants the other assets. They're always going to be battling and trying True. to kind of badmouth the other person, too. And that's why you get into this confusion, as opposed to, hey, I have a plan, and I want the plan to be worked. So if you take your plan to the other advisor and say, okay, this is the plan I want, so you need to you know implement your to this strategy, they're going to say, oh, no, no, our plan will work better. So... I always tell people, you know, it's like if I went home to my wife and said, hey, here's a picture of my new girlfriend. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think that would go over so well. You'd, no, be, on this no. con- you'd be on this conversation with uh, Melinda Gates and uh, and Ms. Bezos there. Exactly. Yeah. So the thing is you, you want to have one s- central plan. And then if you want to have a different maybe investing philosophy that doesn't line up with the person doing that, but they have access to everything. Then yeah, you de- it's better off when you have one person creating a plan for you and driving that, or one firm at least. Yeah. I say just one. And, and I person. think she had it right there in her own in her own email. She's like, it's just confusing, you know. Right. So right. it just gets too much. So and I, I mean, you know, Angelina, it's a great question. It's a great point. Come in for a retirement readiness review. Get a second opinion, Eric. We talk about it all the time. There's nothing wrong if you're working with an advisor to get a second opinion. Right. 
In fact, most of our clients come from um, other advisors that are working. And when they see the value that we create and type of planning that we do, they're like, oh, my God, well, I'm not getting that where I'm currently at. It's nothing against your person. It's just, hey, they, they're at a different level. We're at a different level. It's kind of like going between a general practitioner and a specialist, right? An right, ologist, right, I always right. say it. So, you know, we specialize in retirement planning. That's why I don't like to call myself a financial advisor. I'd rather call myself a retirement planner because we specialize in people making it to and transition into retirement. We're not suited for the 25, 30-year-old that's just starting out. That's more of a financial advisor teaching them about investing and dollar-cost averaging and building wealth and, you know, sacrificing, don't get the lattes at Starbucks, brew your own coffee, save that money, invest it for your future, all that kind of stuff. Right. That's where they're good at. We're good at, okay, you've earned this money. How do you take it out properly? How do you avoid risk? How do you minimize your tax impact, all those types of things. How do you transition it left over more tax efficiently to your family? And how do you avoid the pitfalls of something like a divorce or a death? Uh, those types of things. And looking out for the right documents and getting in touch with people like CPAs and tax attorneys and estate uh, planning attorneys to kind of coordinate this whole plan together. That's where we specialize. That's why retirement planning is different than financial advising. So if you're not experiencing that, Angeline, or anyone else that's not there, Give us a shot. I mean, what does it hurt? It takes you a couple of appointments. You wasted a couple hours of time at the end, and they'll tell you, hey, you're doing everything okay. If not, we're going to uncover some areas that we're going to see as a concern. And if you want to address them, we'll show you how to address them and then see if we're fit to address them or fix them for you. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.